You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Leadham. And before we head, in, head into our next segment, our, our exciting interview with Father Calloway, uh, we want to invite you to listen to visit the website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. You can listen to programming from your own local area. You can find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows. You can submit a prayer intention for Prayerfully Yours. You can see the latest cancellations and announcements that are coming with all the coronavirus precautions. Be sure and check it out. Again, it's realpresenceradio.com. Dot com. We're joined this morning to end uh, uh, end today's episode of Real Presence Radio, Real Presence Live with a bang. We're joined by Father Ka- John- Donald Calloway. Hi, Father. Hey, good morning. Good to be with you. Great to have you with us. So, Father, um, we're going to get into the consecration of St. Joseph. It's going to be the, the bulk of the focus of our conversation with you. But for those listeners who have maybe never heard of you, heard your really powerful conversion story, I'm wondering um, if, if you can give us kind of, <laughs> if you can do this, the short version of, of your story, Father. Just tell us a little bit about who Father Donald Calloway is, if you could. Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I um, wasn't raised in any Christian household whatsoever, not Catholic, not Protestant, anything, and religion wasn't part of my family life, and I, you know, grew up in a very tumultuous household, so I had three fathers before I was 10 years old, and um, then I got into my preteen years and early teens and went the way of the world, um, and eventually ended up in two drug and alcohol rehabilitation centers. I got kicked out of a foreign country. Uh, we were living in Japan at one point, and and then um, got thrown in jail when I turned 18, so my life was uh, a mess. Um, but through that, all that craziness, my mom and my stepdad had a huge conversion to Catholicism, and uh, I stayed away from that. I, I had no idea what they were doing. I didn't want to be a part of it. But they were praying for me, and it took, it took a few years. But then I had my own huge conversion story. I call it the divine two-by-four. And, um, yeah, I got hammered with the truth and fell in love with Jesus Christ and the Catholic Church and... Became a Catholic myself, and uh, and then I got my call and studied to be a priest, and uh, now I've been a priest almost 17 years. So uh, praise the Lord. And Father, can you tell us about the community, the order that you're with? Yeah, so I ended up joining a religious community called the Marian Fathers. We're known for the Shrine of Divine Mercy, which is in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. So, and we just celebrated Divine Mercy Sunday this last weekend, as most of our Catholic listeners um, are aware of. Just briefly, this is an aspect of your story that I, I, I don't remember if, if, if I did see it. Can, can you explain briefly how it was that you felt called to that particular community? Yeah, well, you know, the book that I had read that my parents had that really changed my life was a book on the Virgin Mary. She brought me to Jesus. So when I you know, got my call to be a priest, I knew that I just wanted to give myself entirely to Mary. So I looked around and I found this community, the Marian Fathers, that were just very devoted to her. And I thought, these are the guys, sign me up. And uh, I didn't look anywhere else. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. Here you are, beautiful. And you uh, are all about a consecration to St. Joseph. Uh, tell us about that. What's a consecration to St. Joseph? What, what got you interested in that? Where, where does your heart for that come from? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, you know, about three years ago, 
you know, a lot of people were telling me they're confused about marriage, about family, about what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman. So I thought, boy, we could use a good, loving father right now to bring some clarity to things. And I thought, what better person than 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 St. Joseph, the head of the Holy Family, um, to, to help us in this, you know, uh, times that we're living in. So I looked for something like a St. Louis de Montfort-type consecration. Um, he came over with that great one to Our Lady. I looked for one dedicated to St. Joseph, but I didn't find one. So I thought to myself, well, I'm going to do it. So I, I spent three years doing the research, the writing, unpacking the greatness of St. Joseph and helping people to come to know him more. And that's, that's the new book, Consecration to St. Joseph. I know that, uh, Father, here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, our local Catholic bookstore, The Mustard Seed, um, it, well, well, it was, <laughs> uh, maybe not mm. quite as much, but it was selling like hotcakes. Um, I think mm. uh, four orders, um, uh, had, it had to be ordered four times to keep it in stock. So it's been very well received. I, I know not just mm. here, but elsewhere as well. Um, you spoke there really beautifully to me about kind of answered the question, why St. Joseph? What is, what is it about um, uh, St. Joseph that drew you? Can you speak a little bit about mo- your, your own person? I mean, was had you already had a, a deep devotion to St. Joseph yourself prior to this three years ago, starting the research, research? Or was he somebody who sort of really met for the first time along the way of the last three years of research and writing this consecration? Yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, I did have a devotion to him because when I had my conversion, these, these little Filipino ladies, I, I became like their little project, you know, and they, <laughs> they wanted to help me to uh, turn away from the past and embrace a life of virtue, and they gave me all kind of devotionals. And one of them was a novena to St. Joseph. So I developed a, a love for him, and I thought, no, I really need him to help me to restore my broken manhood because I was very much a man of the world, very sinful. So I had that devotion to him, and, and then... You know, when I got this idea from the Holy Spirit to write this book, I thought, boy, what an honor to be able to do something like this. And, and I wanted to do it right, so I really took my time, and it took me three years, you know, to, to put it together. I'm curious, the question that, uh, and this is going to put you on the spot a little bit, but mm. when you uh, find yourself in relationship with St. Joseph, does he approach you as father? Does he approach you as brother, as friend? Mm. You know, how would you describe that relationship with him? Yeah, I would say more as father. Um, definitely as friend as well. The, the, the brother, yes, of course, but, you know, that's, it's a little different. Because like the Virgin Mary, you know, she's our spiritual mother. Um, and, you know, she has a role that's really uh, a parental role. And that's the same thing with St. Joseph. You know, he was the father of Jesus, um, not the biological father, of course, but he served in that role, and that's what he does for us, too. Um, He's our spiritual father. And so, yeah, I I refer to him and see him more as a father to me, and and I love that about him. Yeah. Mm. So for listeners hearing that that are saying, okay, I want, I want more of that, can you talk a little bit about practically how that has now played out? You know, you've obviously made this consecration, consecrated yourself to St. Joseph, but I'm sure also have talked to people all across the country that have, um, that have done this as well. What are some mm-hmm. of the fruits that you see coming mm-hmm. forward in people's lives uh, who are entrusting themselves to the intercession of St. Joseph, um, consecrating themselves to Christ through St. Joseph? It's pretty incredible. I mean, my, my email and phone are pinging like a slot machine. You know, it's like 
people are telling me, Father, this has changed my life. It's healed my marriage. Um, it's helped me to restore my, my manhood, you know, like it did for me. Um, because there's a lot of father wounds in the world today. I mean, mm. you know, 52% of all um, families today do not have a father. That's more than half. So we're talking about um, there's a lot of wounds there. There's a lot of hurt. And so having St. Joseph in our lives, the things that I'm hearing from people are tremendous. And, you know, the effects of just how the, well the book is done. I mean, it's only been out three months. We've sold over 100,000 copies wow. already. It's being translated right now, as you speak, into four languages, and there are about another four contracts for other languages that are in the making. So, praise the Lord. I mean, it's, it's, it's really helping people to draw closer to Christ and find healing. So, Father, thinking more about St. Joseph, um, you know, as we know, uh, he, th- there's not a word of his record in the Gospels. We hear some words from, from Our Lady, obviously a lot from Jesus, mm-hmm. but nothing from St. Joseph. So I think it is easy for, for many of us to undervalue um, his mm-hmm. role, not just not only raising Jesus as his foster father, um, but for, for us as well. And as you mentioned, Mary is our mother, and therefore St. Joseph is, in a way, our spiritual father as well. Um, you've spoken a couple times then about um, how he can help heal for, for men their, their masculinity, mm-hmm. their manhood. Can you speak a little bit more about that? How, how do we undervalue St. Joseph, um, especially as men, mm-hmm. and then how can he heal us, especially as men? Yeah, well, you know, the, the times that we're living in right now are so messed up with so many vices, especially for men. I mean, we're all sinners. You know, women have their own struggles and so forth, but you know, as all the listeners know, we live in a very pornographic, filthy, lust-filled environment. It's thrust in front of our faces on a daily basis. But if we look at St. Joseph, I mean, he's a model of purity, of chastity, of how to treat a woman, of how to be dignified and respectful. I mean, he lived with the most beautiful woman who ever walked on this planet, you know, the, the, immacula, the Immaculata, the Mother of God. And yet his intentions were pure, his heart was chaste, and... You know, right now as a priest, I can tell you, hearing confessions, these sins of, of lust in the lives of men are numero uno among, you know, and studies show young boys by the age of 11 now are being exposed to hardcore pornography. That messes up a young man's heart and his future, possible marriages, it wrecks marriages. And so we need to look to St. Joseph to, be, to learn how to be a true gentleman again, because we, we in society have lost this understanding. So can you tell us, actually, we should ask this, can you tell us a little bit about the consecration? I mean, you, you mentioned how you were looking for something that was maybe modeled on St. Louis de Montfort's famous consecration to Mary. Mm-hmm. What, what, can you tell us a little bit about the nature of the consecration for those who maybe haven't seen the book yet? Yes. Um, so it can be done by individuals or in a group setting. A lot of people are doing that. And what you do, it's for 33 days. So you do a little reading every day. And you end with praying the Litany of St. Joseph, which is a powerful prayer, and a lot of people don't know about it. It's really amazing. It takes about 20 minutes a day um, to do, and by the end of it, you really feel that you know St. Joseph, and you understand why God chose him, how great he is, what saints have said about him, what popes have said. And it, you can, there's a hard copy of the book and the e-version. You know, a lot of people do the Kindle stuff today and things like that. And we designed a website just for the whole book and program. So if people want to 
get a little glimpse of it and where they can get the book and everything. The website is consecration to saintjoseph.org. And you don't spell out the saint part, it's just S P. Okay. So it's okay. consecration to saintjoseph.org. And so if you go there, the website, you can get a flavor for what, going into more detail of what you just shared uh, in basics about what the consecration entails. Yeah, exactly. An introduction. Um, it gives you a suggested beginning and ending date to do it. Um, it's nice to end it on a feast day, but if you want to end it like on your marriage anniversary, for example, mm. I've had couples tell me they're doing that. I think that's lovely. You know, it's, it, you, you can play around with the dates. Hmm. I, I'm kind of a human interest question. Was there a hardest part about writing the book? Was there a, a challenge that presented itself uh, that was unsuspected? Because I'm sure uh, just on a very spiritual level, I'm sure Satan was not happy about the fact that this project was underway and that uh, it was going to bless as many lives as it has blessed. So what would you say was the most challenging part? Oh, boy. Oh, I wish I could go into great detail on that one because there was. It was there were some moments I didn't even think the book would be published. Um, you know, I knew that the devil did not like St. Joseph, uh, but I had no idea how much he, he was terrified of him until I, until I started putting this book together. And there was a lot of, uh, you know, things that happened that, you know, people got involved that, you know, tried to mess things up, and sometimes it wasn't intentional. It's just a lot of misunderstandings, a lot of confusion. And um, there were times when I thought it wasn't going to be published, and my heart was crushed, but... You know, I asked people to pray for me and persevered through it, and uh, and we got it done. So, um, you know, there it was tough. I, I have to be honest. I've got 14 books out there that I've done. This was the hardest book that I've ever done, for really? sure. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think, what, what's your sense of, of why that is, Father? Well, just, again, that whole, um, you know, people thinking one thing and desiring it to go in a certain direction, and I was like, no, I'm, uh, the Holy Spirit is not is telling me not to do that, but to, to take it here. Mm. And and so it was just a lot of confusion, a lot of, uh, you know, stuff going on there that I just had to, to surrender to the Lord. And at one yeah. point I did. I surrendered the whole manuscript. I said, Lord, if you don't want to publish, help me to be at peace with that, because I'm not. I'm struggling. Um, and so I had to let that seed die, but that's often how it works. He, 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 he made it become abundantly fruitful. Mm-hmm. If you're just listening in, you're listening to Real Presence Radio. I'm Dr. Chris, Berg, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Emily Leadham. And we're visiting this morning with Father Donald Calloway about his still new, just three months old, new book and, and devotion, uh, The Consecration to St. Joseph. Father, you, you've shared now, and we've talked about how um, men have been blessed by this. But just as 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 we as men can be blessed by uh, the various consecrations to Our Lady. Um, women also have been blessed by the consecration to St. Joseph. Could you share a little bit about, and any, any testimonies, examples come to mind of, of women sharing how this has changed their lives, whether they're single, married, whatever it is, um, maybe mm-hmm. embracing St. Joseph as a new way as their spiritual father? Oh, this is, this is great. You're, you're absolutely right, because... You know, the book is for everyone. Everyone can consecrate themselves to St. Joseph, so it's for men, women, and children. But I have heard from many women who have, you know, they've suffered some some wounds from men, whether it was a father who was abusive or a relative or, uh, you know, someone in their life that um, was not affirming and loving to them and and really um, was hurtful to them. And and that can be very painful for the feminine heart. And so 
I've met some women who have said, this has really helped to heal me of some of these very serious wounds that I've had from some men in my life. And I now realize that I have a loving father who's never going to hurt me or harm me. Because, um, you know, as a priest, I do spiritual direction. And I know a lot of ladies that they're really insecure because they've had some wounds in their formative years that have really done some damage. And so it delights me to know that now they know that they have the most loving, gentle, protective defender of a father who's always has their best interest in mind. And that's our great St. Joseph. And uh, ladies are telling me that they love that. Hmm. And you had mentioned earlier marriages. Uh, I happened to follow a young woman on Instagram that uh, shared that she was doing, uh, this was probably two months ago now, that was uh, doing the consecration to St. Joseph with her husband, um, who they're experiencing some secondary infertility. And just the joy that uh, it clearly was bringing to their marriage. Any other examples that come forward, testimonies of how marriages have been changed? Oh, absolutely. It's incredible because, as I mentioned earlier, some couples have told me that they planned to do it on their uh, wedding anniversary. Yep. Uh, because, you know, what, marriage can be a bumpy road sometimes, and, you know, there's personalities, and as time goes by, you know, the idiosyncrasies show themselves, and you didn't wonder what you got yourself into. But, uh, you know, they're, they're saying that through doing this together, spending the time every day to do the readings and the prayers, that they're falling in love again with each other. Hmm. And I just think, I think that's great. I'm, I'm calling St. Joseph the matchmaker and the one who um, re- restores the romance in, in these marriages. So, hmm. yeah, I just love hearing that kind of stuff. What do you think is at the heart of that? Is that is it the intentionality of praying together? Is it, you know, like if you could put on your spiritual glasses and really see what was happening uh, as, hmm. as these couples are doing this, what, it, what would you see? I would say probably maybe two things. One is just the humility of doing something like this together. Um, you know, it takes a little bit of a time commitment, and it takes um, just being with each other in a place of prayer. That's powerful in itself. And then also, you know, just calling upon St. Joseph. I mean, he is such a powerful intercessor that when he asks something of Jesus, Jesus hears it as coming from a father, his father. So he's, he's going to do it. And so uh, that's been neglected, I think, for a lot of people. They don't realize the power that St. Joseph has in heaven. And when they call upon that, I mean, things happen. Yeah. So some couples are doing it on their anniversary. And this kind of was going to be one of my other questions. I'm looking at the consecration chart on your website again, which you had mentioned earlier was consecration to St. Joseph, uh, ST for saint.org. The consecration chart, the next one doesn't start until July. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Right, because... Oh, yeah, I know, right? People have asked me that. Well, you know, that's just a suggested one, Dave. So you can do it any time. Okay. I mean, um, yeah, you know what, what's going to be a good one, too. Um, why not do it so that it ends on Father's Day, which I think this year is June 21st, which means you oh, would start yeah. May, May 20th, I think. Yeah. Um, that's a nice time. You know, in Italy, for example, Father's Day is always St. Joseph's Feast Day, March 19th. Isn't that nice? Mm. Um yeah, we don't have that here in the States, of course, right. but I thought, you know, we, we should have it end on... Yeah, right? So let's, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're connected, awesome. Father. You could make that happen, right? <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll call the president and get, get him on it, you know? <laughs> okay, let us know how it goes. <laughs> okay, He's not busy yeah. or anything right now, so this would be a great right. time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's good to know because I think uh, sometimes I I can become a little bit paralyzed almost if mm. 
oh, I missed the next date. And then the next one doesn't happen for, you know, three months or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I I tend to be not organized enough to think ahead that way. Uh, I'm working on it. But I, I love that you're saying just be intentional about it. You know, whatever, it, where, whether it's yeah. an anniversary, whether it's Father's Day, whether it's uh, perhaps a special feast day for you and your spouse. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you offer some great examples of uh, opportunities, but, but yeah, to, to not uh, feel like you can't do it. If you, mm-hmm. if you start the day after, that would totally be me. You know, it would be April 12th and I would say, shoot, it started yesterday. I missed it. Right. right. So I think that's right, so right. helpful. No, there, there's lots of flexibility. Yeah. And some people have even told me they're doing it so that it ends on their birthday. That's nice too. You know, there's yeah. lots of possibilities. Yeah. There we go. And so there's, you know, if you look at ba- between birthday, baptism, saints days, I mean, there's all sorts of days where you could maybe target to end on if it's not one of the big St. Joseph feasts or Marian feasts. That's okay, right. Father, we've no, got... Exactly. We've got about five minutes left, and uh, I, I know we're kind of spending most of this time talking about the consecration, uh, but I have to ask, you briefly at the start of this conversation laid out uh, some of your conversion story. Uh, is there a moment, you, you mentioned a book uh, that your mom had given you about Our Lady. What did that look like? Was there a moment in which suddenly Mary became very clear to you? Uh, how did that work? Yeah, well, it, it went from, you know, I had always heard about Jesus and Christianity, but, you know, it wasn't real to me. It was a fantasy. It was a legend. It was a, it was a fairy tale. It was as real to me as a cartoon. You know, it was I thought, nobody walks on water, nobody comes back from the dead. You know, there's some coyote and a bird in the cartoon that's constantly dying and get an anvil thrown on the head. But, but everybody knows, every grown adult knows that's not real, right? So that's what I thought about Christianity. It's just something that's silly. You get a day off of work once a year on December 25th. And, but it wasn't real. Well, that book made it real. I realized that Jesus is not just some guru or some fairy tale. He's God. And that this Virgin Mary is his mother, and... They're calling out to me from heaven, wanting me to be a part of this, and that's when it got real. I was like, wait a minute, hold on a minute. You mean this is, this is like, legit here? I thought this whole thing was made up, you know, like a, like a comic book. And then that changed everything for me. I mean, it went from being a fantasy to being a person that I could have a relationship with and a God who was so amazing he could forgive me of all of my sins, because I was, I was a messed up dude. Um... That just was like next level, and I'm like, I'm in. I'm all. I put all my chips on on this. I'm in. <laughs> it was the encounter with mercy. That's right. That's right. It's yeah. exactly what it was, and that's what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always amazing to me. I think those of us who have wandered far are deeply aware of of God's mm-hmm. abundant mercy, and uh, we just know our need for it, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. it's life changing. It's absolutely life changing. So, Father, anything with just a few minutes that we've got left, anything else about any of this that we've talked about, the consecration of St. Joseph, um, something, your own priestly experience, your own conversion story, just in the couple minutes we have left, anything right now that you particularly feel like our listeners and we need to hear from you? Yeah, you know, it's a difficult time right now with the coronavirus and everything, so I'm just telling people, go to St. Joseph. We need him right now, and please get a copy of the book and, and do the program. It's life-changing. And there's also artwork with the book um, that you can get. It's amazing. So go to that website, consecration to consecrationtostjoseph.org, and check all that stuff out. It's, uh, it's, it's really, I think, uh, going to be a real game-changer in, in the spiritual lives of a lot of people. 
great. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today, Father Calloway. What a, what a wonderful conversation. Thanks, Father. Thank you, my friends. God bless you. God you bless too. you. Thank you. I cannot wait to buy that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't that just make you excited? We know where Emily's going after. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you can, again, that that website, uh, Emily and Father, just talking about consecration to stjoseph.org, S-T for saint, not spelling it out. Um, But check out your local Catholic uh, bookstores as well in the Sioux Falls, South Dakota area. It's the the mustard seed. Absolutely. 33 days and you can start anytime. (laughs) Now, seriously, with you, I don't know why that'd be an issue. That'd be like... (laughs) Like me, the rule follower is like, oh, I missed that. I got to wait. You're like, oh, whatever. Well, well, I think it was because I always thought that you just had to follow the rules or like, like I would approach consecrations like a magic thing, you know, it's like, okay, if I don't start on the right day, then it's not going to work. You know, like that God's not going to hear it or whatever. So, uh, this is why you should have gotten married in the summer, by the way, because we're July 31st. So we can, you know, we'll just, oh, see, yeah. Dang it. I missed it. Our anniversary is tomorrow, which I totally forgot about. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing you're remembering now. <laughs> I know. I know. Last week, my somebody said something like, oh, yeah, what are you guys going to do for your anniversary? And I like completely missed the comment. And Matt brought it up later and made a comment about like, so did you notice that they said <laughs> <laughs> that our <laughs> anniversary is next week? It's going to be fine, folks. We're going to do <laughs> you've something got, fine. fine. You've, got, you've got 13 hours and four <laughs> minutes to figure something out. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dinner with the kids in the backyard. Getting crazy. They're, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Emily's not going to be hitting the town for this year's anniversary. Unfortunately. Sure. So, hey, Eli, why don't you tell us, speaking of what's coming tomorrow, what's going to happen on Real Presence Live tomorrow? I sure can. Thanks. Here's what's coming up on tomorrow's Real Presence Live right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Uh, it'll be hosted by Father Brandon Moravitz and Mark Cheney. They'll be coming to you live from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. We'll visit with an RCIA candidate about her. They're deeply hungering for the Eucharist. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Plus, Jennifer Anderson of Redeeming Grace Counseling will talk about protecting our health during this time of isolation. And John Sacco, Marketing Communications of Magnificat, will talk about celebrating Easter with Magnificat and Magnificid. All that and a whole lot more is coming up tomorrow morning right here on the Real Presence Radio Network, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, only on Real Presence Live. I back to you. Thanks, Eli. And so if, if you want to tune in tomorrow, if you want to, you're just tuning in, you heard part of that interview with Father Calloway, you want to hear the rest of it, you can go to realpresenceradio.com to listen to today's episode or previous episodes of Real Presence Live. You can download the app from your app store. Real Presence Radio is where you want to tune in to check out everything that we've said today. Look at you, so articulate. Right? I, was, I was going slowly to see if I was missing anything. We covered a lot today. We did. We did. It's been, I, I've appreciated uh, starting with Mass. I've appreciated uh, integrating the rosary, the rosary yeah. into this time together. I think especially as we're uh, separated, unable to pray together in that way. Um, and there's a there's a danger, perhaps, in the streamed Mass um, sure. that I think we need to be, it's yeah. not the same. We need yeah. to be attentive to it. I think Pope Francis really outlined that beautifully in a recent interview uh, in which he said that, uh, did you hear this, that a cardinal... Uh, kind of yelled at him for did you hear this no. oh this is good stuff this is like well, inside Catholic baseball long story short some bishop wrote to the pope and was like holy father like there's danger in in just promoting the the live streamed mass all the time like why not you have an empty square why not invite at least 30 people into it because i think by basically he was saying by just saying 
we're in this, we're praying mass together, but we're really not. We're giving a false yeah. idea of what it means to yeah, be really are. together. So yeah. Pope Francis just was really attentive to that. And, and it's a gift. I'm grateful that we have it. And yet it's not, it's not it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It's yep. not it. We, we can still, we're still praying at home and you've done, you've done some great videos for our diocese <laughs> on how to pray um, as you're yeah. watching the message, but it's not the same thing as actually participating. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, a Zoom f- call is not the same as being in person exactly. together. So praying for a quick end of the pandemic through, especially through the intercession of Our Lady of Guadalupe, uh, so that we can all once again join together as the body of Christ, receiving the body of Christ in word and in sacraments. Amen. And with that, we are going to wrap up this episode of Real Presence Live. Emily, it's been a joy, as always, to co-host with you. Absolutely. God bless you all. Take care. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.